Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Instacart for the win. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Yowza. This is John Massengill. That was Les. That was Jonathan Green, but Les Kaiser is not in studio. He's having a... He's not? He's, he's, Where is he? He's not. What's going on? Look to your left. There's an empty Holy chair. Holy cannoli. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh mayhem. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm going to take that file away from the producer. No, don't. That's great. Uh, no, I'll it. just I do it, it live then. <laughs> yeah. Les is enjoying a happy Easter. And happy Easter, everybody out there. Yes. Did you find any eggs, John? Uh, you know, my kids are finally, there's no egg hunting in my house anymore. You know, I found out a story that I didn't really like. And it's 30 years on. And I think it's what scarred me. I found my sister, who is four years older than me, cheated. The whole time. <laughs> my father was in collusion, to use a word of the day, with my no sister. No collusion, no obstruction. <laughs> well, that's just it. <laughs> there was obstruction and collusion in my egg catching of Easter. And Easter now has a very different you know, take. That explains a lot I about I wander you. around gardens looking for eggs. In fact, I now wander around my parents near their, go- <laughs> near their golf course picking up eggs or golf balls in that case. Oh, man, that explains Scarred. a lot. You've been... And scarred for life. <laughs> All right, we are going to talk some motorsports tonight. We have some awesome guests tonight. Let me run down what we got. We got Shay Holbrook. Yeah, because Jonathan spent some time at Road Atlanta this week, and you just got back last night yep. and ran into Shay Holbrook out there. And if you don't know Shay Holbrook, she is one of only two American women in the new W Series World Championship. Yeah, and really we- exciting. And they're two weeks away. That's right, in May. So first weekend in May, they will be racing at the mighty Hockenheim. And, of course, as you know, that's one of the great Formula One circuits. It's, it's a lot smaller than it used to be. But what a way to start. They were DTM, um, and it's a whole new era for women in motorsport. I'm so excited for them. Yeah, and you thought it was going to be a boring show because there's no Formula One, there's no IndyCar. Ah, uh, no. uh, uh, we're going young, baby. Yeah, and we have some young drivers. We have Joshua Carr, who was also at Road Atlanta this weekend. He's going to call in here in about 15 minutes. And we have Austin Kazuba, who's more fun than his name is to say. And he's going to call in. And uh, I tell you, you cannot wipe the smile off this young man's face. I've tried. Oh. And, and so too are the stewards all weekend. But he, he won't lay down. I love it. Uh, that's great. So these young American drivers in the Ameri- Formula, uh, America Formula 3 and Formula 4. You know, you were saying Les isn't here. He's here in spirit. He's just texted me. Don't forget to mention beers and gears this week. It's horsepower and racing. That's the theme. That's the theme. So if you have a high horsepower horse, car or yeah. a race car. Benefiting uh, uh, a horse rescue as well. Okay. And that is Wednesday night at Sellis Brewery. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's starting to really tick along, isn't it? I'm really enjoying it. I know. We have really and now good the sun's turnout. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sun is out. They're going to be able to see the cars better at night because we get there about six o'clock and stay till the beer's empty and the cars are gone like nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yep. And you can bring your, your pets, you can bring your dog if you want. There's plenty of room. It's a dog friendly bar. 
All right. Well, let's jump into our. Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> we're, we're waiting on that. We're going to get the Shea Holbrook interview queued up. But Jonathan, set up the weekend a little bit. Yeah. Out there. Uh, okay. So this was the first weekend of Formula Four, and the second weekend of Formula Three. Now the SCCA Pro runs both series. They both uh, are capable of scoring FIA points towards uh, super license points, which is kind of cool. Uh, and remember, you need 40-plus to get a Formula 1 super license. So all of these kids, and they are just that, from like, what, 16 to uh, 30, I suppose. Um, but basically, these are the young, up-and-coming guys straight out of karting. Uh, in fact, Christian Brooks, I don't know if you remember him from Rallycross, uh, he joined the series for the first time and was very quick indeed. I think we'll be getting him on the show. Uh, but basically, it was the first round, and I'll tell you what, it was really, really hard because it, it started off with a beautiful day and they had a promo day um, where effectively they just went out and tried the cars out, which was perfectly dry, and then they had practice on Friday, and then the heavens opened, and literally we didn't get qualifying in. <laughs> so for some of these guys, they're in their first weekend out of carts in a race car <laughs> at one of the hardest tracks in America, and you know Road Atlanta with all the undulation and hills, so imagine heavy, heavy rain, no qualifying, straight into the race. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, this is so exciting again. You know, we've been following the formula US F3 and US or US F4 and now the US F3 which is it's newer. F3 Americas and USA or F4 F4 US Championship. And the, the exciting thing is, uh you mentioned uh Shay and the uh, W series. The car, the F3 car they're using is what they'll be racing in the W series. So it's okay. the new F3 car. So a lot of the girls have actually been doing testing, uh, and Shay has now joined the F3 championship as well. So she is last this last weekend honing her skills basically in preparation yeah, basically for what car. she's racing for. No, are these, and, oh, do you know are they still running the same Honda turbocharged motor? No, it's a different. It's a Tatus uh, chassis. Oh, so it's it's, it's similar, a, but it's yeah, not what I'm identical. getting at. It's the yeah. same kind of car, yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar, yeah, uh, and the same sort of spec. Um, so the bottom line is, you should be able to transition almost immediately. All right. Well, let's go ahead and hear the interview you did with Shay Holbrook right now. Well, Shay, welcome to Speed City. It feels like we've been chasing you around the world for the last few months, but you have been a busy girl and you've been going around the world. Um, we're here at Road Atlanta where you've just done F3 for the weekend. Um, sum up your weekend. It was kind of up and down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I feel like I have been around the world and back. I just came from Germany on Wednesday to make the uh, the, the next rounds for F3 America. I was really happy to be back at the paddock. Um, you know, the W Series stuff has been really cool and the hype around that, and it's definitely, you know, encouraged me to just, you know, keep, keep at it and, you know, do everything 10 tenths and coming in and having the opportunity in F3 is you know uh, I don't want to use it as like say practice for the W series because I mean ultimately that's you know that's kind of the, the holy grail for me this season um, but uh, you know the momentum motorsport team um, F3 I, I just can't thank them enough for the opportunity because you know it's not just you know seat time but this is very competitive here in the states and I really give it out to I guess the kids because I'm a little bit older than some of these guys um, but you know the talent here is really good coming in to the weekend um 
You know, I was definitely a little bit, you know, jet lagged from going to and from, uh, you know, race to race and uh, Europe to back to, to the States. And, um, you know, we, we took a little bit of time to get up to speed, um, which was a little bit frustrating for me initially. And we, we really put our, you know, we really put it together uh, come race one of the weekend. Uh, conditions here have been really difficult. We had rainy conditions, wet conditions, um, hot conditions to really cold conditions, you know, yeah. 80 degrees to 50 degrees. Um, so the team has really been doing a really great job of just, you know, prepping this car. And um, I honestly would venture to say that, you know, we probably had two of the fastest cars on track this weekend, especially when it came to overall setup. Um, my number 67, Lucas Oil, Bubba Burger Machine was great. Um, you know, I didn't need my cool shirt system, especially in the single seater, but it was good to, to have some hot and cold conditions. Um, you know, the first race, you know, I wanted to see us do a little bit better. Um, we had like more of a mid-pack type finishing. Um, second race was one hell of a drive. I was really proud of, of our performance and uh, our finish, um, finishing, you know, in the top five. Uh, P4 was a, a solid fit race finish for us. And, you know, our qualifier for that race going into the final race of the weekend ended up putting us P8. And uh, we, that was only, P8 was only four tenths off of mm. P1. Um, so a very competitive field. Actually, the spread was all within a second. Um, my teammate, Kent, who's just been a really cool kid to work with, and he's got a great head on his shoulders. Um, you know, we're learning from each other, and ironically, where, you know, I'm fast, he's a little bit slower, and where he's fast, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit slower. So it's actually a really great trade-off. And um, we, we, we set up our cars, you know, somewhat, you know, similar. Um, and then, you know, the last race, last race of the weekend, um, gosh, I wish I could go back and, and relive just one moment and redo one moment of that race because very competitive running I think you know as high as I think at that point we were probably running seventh or eighth and um, you know I made contact with a, another driver I don't recall who it was in 10b you know we went side by side into the break zone where actually I've been into 10a really strong mm. um, the entire weekend and was able to get some passes done there and just went uh, too, you know too wide all the way into the break zone into 10a and I thought maybe you know he'd leave me a little bit of room and I could squeeze it in in 10b and kind of do an under over and go side by side and see who chickens out first <laughs> you know into 12 and it just didn't work out and so I apologize for you know the contact but it's it was good clean racing up until that point and you know I actually wasn't feeling um, too good you know physically um, you know I was coughing a lot in the car and I, I think I'm just you know a little bit tired mm -hmm. um, I've this is actually my seventh straight day in a Formula 3 chassis. Um, so my body is needs some rejuvenation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm not complaining. I mean, trust me, it's not a complaint. Um, no, nobody but, uh, complains about seat time. Yeah, no, never, never. And, um, you know, so we, uh, you know, I, I think I fell off the pace there a little bit, and then all of a sudden I saw the carrot out in front and was able to, you know, click you know what from what i'm understanding click off some pretty good lap times and chase down the guy in front and uh i think we i don't know what happened in the front of the pack but you know even though we were a little bit towards the back of the pack i think we might have had gosh darn it the probably the best race finish because i don't even know what the hundredth or thousand it had to have been a thousandth not even i mean he must have had he had maybe a foot on me on the finish, and we were side by side at the wow. finish. So definitely a good show for F3 Americas. Definitely a good show for momentum and, um, and and looking forward. You know, no pun intended, but looking forward to you know build upon this momentum going into you know maybe some future races because we'll see what, how this all shakes out. Whether I uh, am able to do some some return races, you know, maybe the rest of the season, or or uh, focus on W Series stuff. We'll see what it holds. And when does that W Series kick off for the fans listening? Um, obviously, we want 
want to follow you. We want to follow Americans wherever they are. But this is exciting times for you and for all the girls that are in, uh, taking part in this. Yeah, definitely a really exciting time um, for motorsports in general. And uh, we kick off at Hockenheim the first wow. round of the season, <laughs> uh, the first weekend of May. Um, so I've got about, what, a week and a half, two weeks of break, um, which, you know, I, it won't quite be a break for me. I'm still traveling kind of, you know, state to state, plane to plane. Um, but I'm very excited about the opportunity. And I mean, you know, I know some people, uh, some people are really for, you know, the concept and, and some aren't. And, you know, the ones that aren't for the concept, um, I just, you know, say give it some time, yep. you know, you know, pay, pay, you know, pay as much attention as you as you wish to it. Because, I mean, the the unlimited resource and resources that are provided to us is just I mean, I just can't yeah. think of another opportunity in the world and, and even in, in the past that has been provided to us. And, you know, us women are very fortunate and lucky. And, you know, the whole purpose was, you know, to, you know, to just to aid in more female involvement and, you know, giving girls the opportunity um, because I've always been one to believe that, you know, you got to be as resourceful as you can and, and you got to at times as well, you know, right place, right time kind of comes into it. And you got to just have relentless work ethic and perseverance and everybody at some stage in their career will have the odds stacked against them. And in my, you know, 10 year, 11 year career now is, you know, I always had the odds stacked against me just simply because of my upbringing in the industry. I didn't have one. I don't come from a generational motorsport background. I didn't yeah. come from an affluent background. We really had to, you know, bootstrap our way through all of this. And, um, you know, you know, it took me a little bit longer to have this type of opportunity at this level. Um, but I'm better, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have it now rather than never. Um, but, you know, women, I think, you know, there's some cap sometimes. Um, I think, you know, when somebody's doing really well, when a female's doing really well, you know, you're put on a pedestal. If you're not doing as well, if you're mid-pack or, or lower, you know, well, then they're not very good. And it's like, well, what about the rest of the freaking guys behind me? You know, I was better than them. Um, so I think, you know, you're just, you're put, women are put under a little bit of a magnifying glass, which is a good and a bad thing. And, um, you know, I, I can tell you, I it's a very open and transparent what's happening in the W Series within the organization. So I know exactly, you know, who's quick. Um, I can see their data. I can view their video. We have the exact same allotment of time in the engineering rooms. Um, it's it's very transparent and um, unbelievably competitive. I mean, there are 10 girls in that series right now that are positioned extremely well for this. I was going to say, that was one of the things that sort of come out of all of this. You guys have been whittled down from a, a group of 55. Sometimes looking down at that list, there was a lot of names there that, you know, we knew very well. Jamie Twadwick, Chadwick, yourself, and a few others. But there were others we'd never heard of. Right. And then suddenly it's now whittled down and you are effectively racing in a genuine world championship just to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's a really cool thing to be a part of, you know, the inaugural season. And, yeah, I mean, Jamie Chadwick is a familiar name in motorsport and as she should be because she's really quick. She's very determined. She's a Aston bright. Martin there, yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with her new, with her just recent news with Aston Martin. I mean, um, she's she's poised and positioned very well and she deserves it. She works really hard. Um, you know, other names uh, that have been out of the scene for a while, but everybody knows as quick is like an Alice Powell. Mm -hmm. um, Alice, you know, has proven to be quick time after time, you know, after every practice session and test session leading up into Hockenheim. Um, I'm a big fan of hers as well. I'm glad to see her back in a seat because, you know, she is an example and I'm an example of, you know, somebody that might not have, uh, you know, the, the funds all the time to position ourselves, you know, for the greatest success to be on like a world stage. And, and you know, W Series is giving us that world stage. And uh, so it's our, it's our, you know, it, it's our responsibility um, to represent not just ourselves, but the 
the, the series and the associates and women in general well. Um, and the best way that we can do that is put on good performances and uh, have a successful inaugural season. And uh, you hope that this continues, you know, not just for me selfishly, but for down the road. I mean, this is just a really, uh, really cool, super unique thing. And, and though I know they'll be announcing television um, uh, uh, broadcast, you know, to be announced. Uh, but all I can, from the murmurs that I've heard, it's going to be really, really, really good for all of the world. And you'll be able to view it all over the world easily. That's great news. You know, on Speed City, we're always looking for the next American to come up. Now, we do Indy, we do Formula One, but we're yeah. definitely going <laughs> to do the W Series because where do you think you can do? Can you win this? Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to be frank. Like, I think... I think for sure I have the capabilities of winning. I think that the competition is stacked. I mean, I think the it will be a Who's very... Who's your competition? Come on. Oh, God, I mean, everybody You mentioned is. Jamie. Who yeah, else? Yeah, I mean, Jamie, Alice, uh, Baiska, um, uh Gosh, I mean, who else is there? There's everybody. Um... You know, even a good friend of mine, uh, Sabra Cook. Uh, yes. You know, another fellow American. Um, she's she's quick. She's um, you know, so you're here with Megan well. today. Yeah, Megan. Megan Gills is here today. Uh, Gilks. Mm-hmm. Megan Gilks. Uh, sorry, I can't. Sometimes I forget some of their last names. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody's everybody at that level is good. So it's kind of hard to say. You know, nobody's nobody's bad. <laughs> nobody, nobody is not. Nobody shouldn't be there. Everybody, all the the all all eighteen drivers earned their their spot to be there um and i think you know there was probably some hard decisions too because there are some other girls that you know were were good but you know maybe just didn't you know shine in the way that they needed to on a given moment or a given day and and that's what makes this industry hard you know you're you're racing against the clock it's a competitive industry um you know some things you know (laughs) in spain at the final eliminations you know there were some mechanical things that happened with my car that actually nobody even really knows about um and i won't really go too much in detail but uh you know i lost a lot of track time simply due to just mechanical stuff you know we had brand new beautiful tatus chassis and you know we were you know high tech the team in the series as a whole they were learning just as much as we were as drivers Mm. um you know so you, you you know you leave you like here you know i leave you know really pretty um pumped up about our performances and although like that last race today didn't really you know aid in the result that we were capable of um a lot of lessons were learned and i think you know as people are watching this over europe and what i'm doing here stateside with f3 americas and um and i know they're watching (laughs) so i know my competitors are watching too um it's it's important to just you know stay poised and you know keep at it and um having time in my life you know it's a dream come true it's it on for me it's like this is the american dream good for you shay helbrook we'll be watching you on speed city thank you for talking to us and best of luck at hockenheim in germany <laughs> thanks so much and i hope to be back on the show because i like talking to you guys all the time you're good people <laughs> <laughs> she's a good girl i like her uh you know what this w series thing we've been talking about it talking about it and it's about to be real in two weeks here in may and we're going to get the television announced what any like- well, probably this week and you know what uh the reality of it this is i mean i said it in the interview this is effectively a world championship for women and these girls are going to go at it um it's free entry but the prize money could be like should be career changing uh, and they're not they're with dtm and the exposure and the exposure they're with dtm and they're going to hockenheim assen brands hatch this and is with real DTM, yeah you're right that's a big deal being with them too meanwhile shay will be racing here in f3 so will um uh, and, and 
And Sabre Cook, I was trying to get Sabre Cook on the show tonight. She's already over there in yeah. the UK, so I'm going to get her next week. Middle of the night now. Uh, and Megan Gilks is another one. Um, we'll hear from her. I spoke to her. We'll have her on next week. Um, she's a Canadian? She's a Canadian. 18-year-old, yep. but she too um, is going to be in the... Uh, in, so we've got three representatives from North America, and there's ones from Australia and Poland and Britain, and, you know, great. Well, let's, uh, let's talk to our next guest because the phone line just popped up. Ah. And you were in Atlanta again, wrote Atlanta this this yesterday. So set up our next guest. Well, he is an Australian. He's a good kid. Uh, he's from Sydney, Australia. He's now living here in Dallas, Texas, um, and uh, racing in um, Formula Four. And he is kicking butt, as we say here in the United States. Uh, his name is Joshua Carr. That's not a car. That's not his real name for a race driver. Well, I, hey, I don't know. Maybe he, you know, maybe it's a pseudonym. Let's bring him on, Joshua Carr. Welcome to Speed City. Hello, everyone. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be on there today. Well, great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, it's been a cool last couple of days we've had in Atlanta. You know, I just flew back home last night, got back around 1 a.m. in the morning. Now, wait yeah, a minute. Just, uh, whoa, whoa. Let's stop you there. You flew home and the rest of the team <laughs> drove home. <laughs> yeah, so it was a pretty cool deal we had, actually. The dinner before, uh, the night before the last two races, <laughs> the boss, Patrick Flynn, said, you know, Josh, if you can uh, win tomorrow, I'll get your flight home. So we took <laughs> on it, and he went through with the deal. That's awesome. You, you got to fly home while everybody else rode in the trucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah so originally I was going to be helping driving the camper, camper van home, but yeah, I got a better deal, that's for sure. Josh, let's talk about the weekend. I was obviously there every moment. I loved it, by the way. Fantastic to be around the team and, and, and go through the ups and downs, the highs and lows. It's it's one thing to be in the commentary box, which I'll be next time, but it's it's another to really feel the up and downs. And, you know, you, you got pole position, but the weather and all sorts of things were going on. Tell us about your weekend. Yeah, you know, it was quite a tricky one. Like, it started very well. We were super fast in the practice session. We topped both of them on the on the Thursday. So, you know, we're really looking forward to some, some good racing. And then on the Friday morning, it was pouring rain. So the whole morning was canceled. Um, so we just spent all day waiting you know, in anxiety, waiting to get on track, you know, constantly looking at the track conditions, wondering if it's going to be wet, how wet is it going to be, you know, going over data from previous wet rounds. And then by the time we were on, out on track, it was pretty much dry, but they sent us out all on wet tires. So the race was really dramatic. The tires were melting pretty much because of the, the dry track. Everyone's searching for any wet spots to keep their tires cool. But yeah, that was that race ended up not going as well as we thought. I had a good lead in the start, but a, a red flag, a car, a car just burst into flames. I'm not sure how, but I, I'd never actually seen that before. When I came around Whoa. on the pace car, there was a car just burning off the flames. The driver was okay, luckily. But yeah, it was quite a... I hope I hadn't seen that in modern racing for for you know a while, and then under the on the restart, Teddy Wilson got me on a big slipstream, you know. But oh, hang it tough! I was racing with him for the whole rest of the race, and on the last lap it was uh, Christian Brooks, Teddy Wilson, and I going down the back street three wide. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, into last came I got you know put out wide on the outside and just couldn't get in line, so we ended up finishing third in that race. But then you got the victory. Yeah, well, the victory came on Sunday, you know. We started from seventh. Um, the, the race was fully dry, so I knew we had the speed. So I just had to, you know, be patient and make good decisions with my overtake. 
And we really quickly got through the field. You know, we're in the lead probably by lap seven, eight. And I tried to push hard, try and get a little bit of a gap. My teammate, Arthur Lee, is very fast. And I could see him, you know, hanging in my mirrors, probably, you know, one second or so behind. But I just tried to break him. But then, you know, another safety car came. Uh, I'm not sure why. I think the car just spun off into the gravel, you know. But it, it was a new rules for safety car restarts this year. There was a designated zone where you had to get onto the throttle to yeah. start the restart. Um, with the previous uh, years, it was, you know, you just had to not be able to overtake the safety car so you could go, you know, in the middle of a chicane, wherever you wanted to. Yeah, like um, Formula One, but this is sort of, there's a, a zone now, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, the zone, it's quite tricky because the drivers, you know, they know when you're going to get in the throttle because it's a very predictable area. So, you know, you have to try and make it slightly different each time to throw them off. You know, at first I went right at the start of the uh, acceleration zone and I got a little bit of a jump on him but then you had to change it up because he was going to be expecting that for the for the second one because we had another safety car straight after and then we ended up finishing that race on the yellow but you know it was awesome to get the win try and get the first win out of the season is always the hardest so to get that done at the first round was, was great. Well so where does this put you in the championship after a third place and a, and a win? Yeah I'm second at the moment. By awesome! by six points so you know yeah, it's a really good start the highest we've been, ever been in the championship a real big bunch of points 52 out of a possible 75 so yeah very very happy well i got a question for you from australia coming to the u.s f3 f4 i mean that we've been watching these but what made you decide to come here to do the racing yeah so my sort of whole career has been leading to the u.s i, I don't really know why but it's just my, my kart team that i raced for in australia the chassis was built in the U.S. So I came and did some races in the USA uh, for the karting team. Um, for example, I raced at the Las Vegas Super Nationals two, for two yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, big one. Um, I, yeah, I won in 2017. So that's how, you know, I started getting aligned with the Formula 4 team over here. That's really cool. Um, and, of course, uh, you, I, I guess it's a good question to ask because there is a burgeoning F4 championship in Australia, some good good talent. I met some of it uh, at the Toyota Series. So, yeah, it's a big decision, and you are pretty much on your own. I mean, you, you, like you mentioned to me that, you know, the guys are looking after you, uh, which is great, but uh, it's a big step. Yeah, like, you know, you've got to leave a lot of things, uh, big sacrifices you have to make to, you know, move over as a racing driver, but... You know, it's been my dream ever since I was little. So, you know, I'm prepared to do anything to try and make this dream work, you know? Well, we got two questions for you. And I'll, I'll give you the easy one first because, no, no, which is, the, I don't know. My, my question is, Ricard, you're an Australian. You watch Formula yeah. One. Ricardo, right decision or wrong decision? Uh, I think long term, it's going to benefit. I think, you know, uh, Red Bull has been this third place team, you know, ever since he's sort of gone there and they've got a lot of new emerging stars that are coming through and, you know, I don't think he's getting quite the number one treatment. You know, he had a lot of bad luck in his last season there, but they, the Red Bull community really loves Max Verstappen. So it was going to be very hard to, if the car was to be, you know, super competitive to be the one to get the championship, you know. So now he's moved to Renault. He had a bit of a tough start to the season where it didn't quite go well in Australia and Bahrain had mechanical failure. But China was a sold round, qualified, you know, P6 or P7, and finished P7 in the race, sold plan. So I think he found his momentum there, his base. And I think, you know, if there's some crazy races during the year, he might see him up, you know, fifth, fourth place. So 
But you think uh, long-term Renault, Renault will come good? Yeah, I think they're making you know, improvements every year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them you know, constantly fighting for a podium in the next you know, two years or something like that. Good answer. Yeah, All right, I we're, agree. Talk, we're talking to Joshua Carr. We got we're at one last question before we run out of time. Is that time. his real name? Do you think? Do you, do you think I, he just said right? I'm going to change my name to Carr when I come out of America because then I'll yeah, remember. That's why like Scott Speed. Yeah, that's not yeah, my question. Yeah, Will Power. That's name. it. You call you call Will Power up, didn't you? And you said, "Hey, Will, I'm not going to steal your name, but can I have Carr?" <laughs> Uh, my question is, we, we ask drivers a lot of time, what do they drive every day? But Jonathan told me that you're, you're in Dallas and you're driving a Alfa Romeo Giulia. Is that correct? Yeah, so I'm pretty Does it have the... Hang on, let him answer. I, but I would, the question is, does it have the shamrock on the side? Is it that version? Yes, it's sure. It's the quadrifoglia. Oh, whatever. Yeah, quadrifoglia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. five hundred and five horsepower, amazing handling. See, I went to school in Dallas, so late at night. Yeah, you could just between Central Expressway, between, Central Expressway between yeah. just Greenville and South. Oh, uh, I could. Yeah. Are, that, now, how did you end up getting to drive that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's got a few cars here, and and that's a. This thing that I drive around every now and then. Oh, so, so you're just keeping the yeah. motors warm, huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much all, huh? What's he got? But, What's uh, he got? Uh, so he's got, yeah, that Alfa Romeo. He's got a Ferrari 458. Woo! Um, you don't go out in that. Please don't tell me you go out in that. Uh, not too often. <laughs> not too often, but yeah, occasionally. Hopefully I get to drive it. I leave this Saturday and I ask him if I can drive it one, one more before I go back home, you know, just to... That's how I did it. But yeah, I'll do it every now and then, which is cool. Uh, well, Joshua Carr, we appreciate you coming on. Best of luck this yeah, season. Yeah, stay in touch, really. Yeah, give us a call back, and uh, but we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll, we'll keep pushing. And yeah, I'll call you up again. No worries. See you in Pittsburgh, yep. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have the fun and exciting Austin Kazuba. Texas boy. Texas race driver. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.
Talk 1370. Hi, this is Rusty Wallace, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Uh, Rusty Wallace bring us back in pink. Pink. The music is pink. Yes, pink. I know. You thought it was Floyd, didn't you? I you thought Pink Floyd. You <laughs> were know. like, oh my God, Formula One's got Pink Floyd. I no. texted Jonathan and said, Pink Floyd is going to be the band for Formula One. <laughs> no, but Pink will be good. Uh, yeah, I think. I, I looked at, I just looked up Pink on YouTube because I was like, I know, I know them. And, that on the interweb? And, and uh, one of the first songs I saw had like almost a billion views on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. Listen, that's- they, they do it right. But Mars, you know. Yeah. yeah, Bruno Mars was a huge hit. Stevie Wonder, come on, we we have the big ones. Yeah, Formula One. Aaron Austin has figured it out right. Coda has done and that's a great November first to third. And what we're trying to explain is, if you come to Formula One in Austin, you get to go to the concerts. It's Imagine Dragons and Pink, and it's Imagine Dragons Friday night and Pink's uh, Saturday night. Instead of you know they were doing them on Sunday yeah. night. I yeah. like it better this way. I think most people do too. It's a lot of people want to travel out on Sunday after the race, so. Hey, we've got a race driver on the line that has been, he was with us, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I think, yeah. And he was just thrown into the car and really excited to have him back. Typical Texas boy, you know. Hey, give me, I'll drive it. It's right, he's a Texas boy, and he said, come on now, let's do this. So we, Austin Kazuba, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Long time no talk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How's it going, man? Oh, it's pretty good. I just got home uh, this morning, actually, and. Got to spend the day with family and uh, enjoy enjoy a nice dinner. So, yeah, it's been great. Happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Well, how was your weekend? I was sitting here looking on my notes and uh, in the notes for the show, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I have to do this, Austin. It said, Austin Kazuba podium, and then it scratched out. What the heck happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's a long story, but it... We got time. Les isn't here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, essentially, the bottom line is we came in underweight, and rules are rules. If it's you know a, a pound or twenty pounds, it doesn't matter. So, it's, so you, uh, it's yeah, you things. got third place. Let's explain that. A great race, and you were underweight. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it was you know it, it was unfortunate, but you know things like that happen. You know, um, yeah, well, I guess more fortunate. You know, the car was in one piece. There was a lot of carnage that race. Um, we showed good pace. I learned, I, you know, got yeah. more comfortable. So, you know, those are the takeaways that, that you know, we, we, we try to take from it and, uh, you know, and going into race three that, you know, actually, you know, we started from the back and ended up making our way up to, uh, to fifth and race three. So, um, you know, it, it wasn't terrible, you know, it was just that much more experience. I mean, uh, it, it's definitely different being in traffic in these cars versus anything I've ever been in that doesn't have downforce. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really good experience. And, and, you know, I, I learned from that a lot more than just kind of starting up front and running by myself for however, you know, that could have panned out. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still really pleased with how everything went this weekend. Now that's, that's the right attitude because I mean, look, you, I, I want to ask you again, I want you to tell everybody about your career and how quickly this has all taken place. But yeah, you come away from the weekend, you know, you were fast. You did a lot of things, right? Yeah. You had the penalty, but that is racing. So yeah, that's the right attitude. But yeah, tell everybody how your racing history and especially the recent stuff getting just now getting into the series. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, uh, like we, we talked about before, you know, I started in motocross, and uh, that was kind of what I stuck with, you know, growing up in my younger years, and actually didn't get into a go-kart till I was 
17, almost 18. So I, I knew I wanted to be in, in a race car. So we, we kind of tried to get as much karting as we could in, in a short amount of time and learn some racecraft and get all that, that good stuff down. And then, you know, we found the, the F4 series and, uh, it, it was a good platform. It was perfect for me. And, uh, we did that for a few years and, uh, boom, here we are racing F3 now. So <laughs> you, you never know, you know, honestly, I never had any expectations on, on how far or how long I would race cars, et cetera. And, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's just every year it kind of, uh, it keeps going. So, um, I'm loving every second of it too. Yeah. F3 Americas, this is a serious race car now. Yeah. No kidding. And, and, you know, the possibility of FIA points as well, which is really huge. Um, that's to me, the biggest part is that it's part of the FIA. Uh, and you know, they, these are points towards super license points. So, you know, as you progress, you become, um, almost a higher status the more points you can get and potentially, um, people wanting to take you on. Yeah, and it's and it's so cool having a, a platform like that as accessible it is to, to us in the states because otherwise, you know, you're you're spending huge money trying to achieve that in in, in Europe and and it's uh, from from a financial standpoint, you know, it's it's amazing, you know, and, and also from obviously a logistics standpoint, you're not you're not hopping over the pond every week to to go race, so it's uh, it's it's really awesome having this here this close. You know, hey, Austin, i got a question for you. We had uh, Shay on uh, earlier, and you were pretty much uh, wheel-to-wheel with her a lot of the weekend. Um, how good do you think it is to have this uh, W Series for her and, and the other girls? I think it's phenomenal. And, you know, honestly, I think I think Shay's going to do great. I'm, I'm rooting for her. You know, I, I actually got, like you said, to race with her a lot this weekend. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, I was, I was really impressed with the racecraft, actually. She's She's races really hard, but she's clean. You know, it's uh, it, honestly, it, I, I, she's she's as good as anybody I've ever raced, and and, and it's a pleasure racing with her. So I, I'm really rooting for her to to do well over there. Good, and I'm glad you put it that way because I think she's going to continue uh, in America's uh, F3 in F3 Americas, and I think uh, that's going to only. She was telling me she'd been seven days in the in an F3 car, so she's two weeks away from going to Hockenheim. Really good news. So let's go back to you. Um, obviously, like you say, I I spoke to you just after the race, and now I guess I mean I don't know where you are on the championship, but it's it. I mean you're now in contention, um, and you've got to keep going now, surely. Yeah, no, I mean that's hundred percent the plan. I mean, the only thing confirmed right now is that we're we're pushing to be at Pittsburgh. So, um, it's, you know, we're not hundred percent sure yet, but you know, we're we're definitely trying to make it happen and uh, trying to make the rest of the season happen as well. So, um, yeah, this this weekend, honestly, it, you know, it, it put a lot of wind in our sails. You know, even though yeah. we we had that little mishap, you know, it's it's definitely okay. We, you know, this is uh this is something we can do and, and we we can be really good at and successful with as well. You know, on the podium was also Parker Lock. Remember him from oh, yeah. the Toyota Racing Series. Yep. So we had two Texans on the podium this weekend. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of cool. I don't know if you know Parker, but he's another guy from down the down down the road away from San Antonio, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, I've actually gotten to race with Parker for a few years now, and and it's funny. You know, it's uh, there's those guys that you race with that you know it's inevitably how it happens. You're never on the same part of the track as them, or you know something. You never really get to race them. And it was, uh, it was the first time this weekend ever I really got to like race Parker, you know. And and uh, there was there was multiple times we were next to each other on the grid, and uh, you know it was really cool because we we both kind of started back of the pack at the beginning of the uh, the first race because obviously qualifying was canceled, so they used uh, where we were in the championship. So me and Parker both kind of started at the back, and it was really cool to see us both progress and go forward, you know, at, at the end of the weekend together. So. Um, 
yeah, it was, he's a he's a phenomenal kid. I've never actually gotten to spend a lot of time with him, so it was it was, uh, it was a pleasureation with him as well. Let me ask you this: um, as a Texan, um, what advice would you give? I mean, we've got a lot of dads listening in, and probably a lot of kids wondering, "Yeah, you know, I'd love to do that. That'd be fun." So, what would you do if you were in in Texas? Where do you go if you've got a ten year old or a, a budding, you know, wannabe uh, kazuba? Uh, what, <laughs> what would what advice would you give them in terms of starting out? I mean, I guess starting out, obviously, everybody says karting, but you know, I think that is really the uh, the place to start. Um, in, in my opinion, anyways, and, and, and that being said, and, and the reason that, I mean, yeah, you can get into a race car early, but you can't do it all the time. And, and that's one thing I, I do miss about karting. And I loved about karting and, you know, is that you can mm. every single weekend you're at the go-kart track, mm. you know, whereas, whereas a car, you know, a test is a lot bigger deal logistically, you know, financially, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's, uh, I would definitely say, start at the go-kart track because you can do it all the time. And, and on top of that, you know, from a father-son perspective, I mean, mm, you yeah. know, I, I, I will never forget the memories me and my dad have made karting and, you know, racing in general. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something where, you know, it kind of builds a bond that, you know, a lot of other sports don't because where with baseball and, and, and football, those kind of things, you know, a lot of times the parents kind of watch from the fence and the coaches take over. Whereas as carding is not necessarily as much that way. It's, it's more hands-on and, and it's, a, it's definitely a family sport. Man. You're, and your dad's still there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Hamilton's father played a huge part in his career. They had their times and uh, up and downs, but um, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's special time um, to be able to spend. I know they sit here thinking about two boys. That's really tugging at the old heartstrings. But yeah. Hey, so what about um, what about uh, simulator racing? What about uh, you know video gaming and stuff? Do you do any of that? So I don't actually have a sim. And well, I mean, I say that I, I do. I don't play it. I have, I have a I have a buddy that has a, a quite expensive sim that that I'll, I'll go to his place and and basically just run laps. As far as racing, I don't really race with them. But weeks coming up to. A, to a to a race, I'll definitely you know start start uh start lighting up his phone and uh, you know getting over there in the evenings and and just learning tracks and that kind of thing. But as far as actually racing on the sim, um, unfortunately, I mean uh, I I don't necessarily have a a, a ton of time. Um, got you know a lot going on outside of racing as well. So um, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know between now obviously graduating college, I have a I have a job and. Um, you know, between that and going to the gym and staying in shape and the other nitty gritty things that, that pop up here and there, you know, it's, it's, I don't have a, a whole ton of time for that, unfortunately. But, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, in the future, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to, to get more into it. Yeah, I know everybody likes to do the, at least what you said is go see the, go learn the track a little bit. At least you can do that yeah. much with it. So uh, where'd you graduate college with? What degree? Oh, actually, I graduated with a marketing degree. And uh, hey, that's it, helpful it, in the sport. I was going to say, yeah, that'll help with sponsorship. And, you know, it's pretty funny, like, I, I coming out of high school, you know, I, I just kind of started karting, and I was like, man, you know, I really like this stuff, you know, I think it's something I'd like to do, and, you know, everybody's, uh, everybody's thing is, well, you know, if you, if you want to race for a long time, learn how to raise money, and be good at marketing, and, and learn how to talk to people, and, and, and build relationships, and I was like, okay, well, you know, that sounds a bit like a marketing degree, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get one of those, <laughs> so, uh, that, was, the- uh, that was kind of my plan going into that, and, you know, and, and it's funny, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it doesn't apply to racing, but a lot of it does. And, uh, you sure. kind of have to look at it as, you know, uh, it put it, put it in the perspective of, of racing. And, and a lot of it really does apply. 
I got yeah. I got to ask another question. So you're from Burl? How big's Burleson? Uh, so it's a suburb of like the Dallas Fort Worth area, yeah, yeah. and I think I think there's about forty thousand people in Burleson. So it's basically it's outside of Fort Worth, I mean, it's almost a part of it, isn't it? So, so when you're hanging in Burleson, yeah, part of it. So when you're hanging in Burleson, and you know you're, you're shooting the breeze. So do you just kind of like you know saunter <laughs> over to a girl and go, "You what do you do? I'm a race car driver." <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> no, so so I've, I've actually never used that line. What? <laughs> well, okay, we need to have a long chat. <laughs> no, no, Call no, me no. back after you go off the air because we need to talk. I've been fortunate enough to not need it, Jonathan. Oh, oh okay, yeah, fine. It. Yeah, now I'm definitely going to call you because <laughs> you're in trouble now. <laughs> okay, no, no, no good for you. The cool part about you know where, where I live is it's kind of uh, it's on the edge of the metroplex and and kind of where yep. you're getting out to what folks down here refer to as the country. So, uh, <laughs> you know, 20, 20, 30 minutes from here, there's, there's great places to duck hunt and bass fish and, you know, basically everything in between. Very nice. So, um, that was actually, I, I would have liked to have gotten out and, and gone fishing a little bit today, but it was <laughs> basically after, after the race weekend, I was, I was a little worn yeah, out. Yeah, I'll bet. So, hey, I want to ask yeah. you, uh, you follow F1, I'm assuming? I follow F one to some extent. I'm more of a I'm more of an IndyCar boy, but I follow I follow F one to an extent. Well, we talk about IndyCar. What's what's your take on the season so far? You know, Alexander Rossi had a, a dominating. God, that was a crazy win. I don't know, it was like 15 seconds or more. What about IndyCar? I you know absolutely. I, I love the fact that every single weekend you don't know who's going to win. It's yeah. a toss up. It's a complete toss up. Um, but you know, I, I do think it's kind of interesting. The last two races. I mean, you you kind of seen some some dominant uh dominant shows by you know kind of one driver and it's kind of throughout the weekend you'll see you know they just kind of pull and you know it's interesting uh dixon was was making some comments i saw somewhere that you know maybe making the races a little longer and, and where strategy comes into play a little more you know mm-hmm. and, and that is something where you know maybe maybe that's something that uh could tie into formula one a little bit to change that up you know as well yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is how they fit the television and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I mean, yeah it's a great idea. I just, you know, how you fit it I, in the two I hours. Like the, and, I certainly like the qualifying format of Indy. Do you, the way they do it? Yeah, I like it a lot, actually, because it, it's not like a a, a, a one-shot deal. I mean, uh, so you have to be quick, and then, you know, then the, the, it, all the variables change again. You know, you could be really quick, you know, for, for, for the first qualifying session, and then, you know, fast six comes around and maybe the track changes a little bit and it suits somebody else better. So, you know, I think it's just another kind of thing that mixes it up a little. And that's, that's what I love so much about IndyCar. Here's another question. Um, and people won't know this, but I want to get your take on this. And John, you, you won't know this in his series. It's the, am I right in saying, or is it the F4? It's, I think it's the, the fastest time of the race is your position for the next race. Yeah, that's absolutely. No, correct. that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, really, it really changes. It changes the, the racing up a lot. I so, mean, because uh, there's you two, know, th- it, three races it, in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that goes. So you you qualify for the first race, and then the fastest time for the next yeah. for the next race is this. You put them so, in that order. So even yeah. if you have a bad day or you you come off the track, you, you can then go just try to get the fastest lap. It's like your a pole. spin on the fastest lap in Formula yeah. One now. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Absolutely, actually. and you know, and, and, and it changes the racing in the way too. That I mean, if you're knocked down, drag out fighting for a position, you know, third, fourth yeah. place. You're not going to be that quick. And, and, and you're not getting a lap time in. I mean, you could be starting close to the back of the field, you know, you know, when there's other guys just putting down like clean it. laps. So it's uh, it definitely throws a different aspect into it. And, and uh, 
you know, with our tire allotment, it also changes that a bit sometimes. You know, like this weekend, we had to make a choice. We had, you know, two two sets of tires for three races. So kind of had to think about, okay, where do we want to be good? Do we want to be good in, in race two and set a good lap and set up for race three? Or do we want to have that advantage yeah. in race three and, and you know, kind of maybe possibly suffer a lap time in, in race two? So it's uh, it, it definitely throws a different mix into it. A lot of strategy, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Um, so... We asked Josh Carr this, and I know you, because I think yeah. you told us this the other... He's driving a, 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 a badass motor around Dallas. An Alfa Romeo Quadrifoglia, yeah. what you got? 505 horsepower. Yeah, what are you driving every day? Uh, so I, I, drive a, I drive a Mustang GT, actually. Uh, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, around that's around that's right. that exotic. But what you know, year? What that's year? That's not bad. Hey, yeah, at least it's... I mean, Alexander Rossi told me he drove a, a Chevy Silverado. So I was like, okay, that was, yeah. that's exciting. Thanks, thanks, thanks for sharing. Alex. <laughs> yeah, so what year GT. is the Mustang? So it's a, it's a 2008, and uh, you know I've I've had it for a while now, and and I gotta say actually it's it's been a really really reliable car, uh, you know I've I've put I think 120 thousand miles on it now, and uh, man it just it just keeps going, and and uh, I've, I've definitely done some some spirited driving. Spirited, spirited. Oh, very good. Yeah. Is that what you tell your dad? <laughs> Stop <laughs> driving spirited. Hey, dad, I was just out spiriting. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the, it sounds, you know, the insurance company, the terminology. Ah, know, yes. Lot, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he tells the insurance person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, our Haggerty sponsors is on yeah, Hag- right now. Haggerty is sure. one of our sponsors. You need to get, they're, they're, they're used to spirited driving. They yes. understand that. So, hey, Austin Kazuba, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And good. I'm glad you had a good weekend. And uh, best of luck moving forward. Hey, too. let's get him to Pittsburgh. If anybody's listening, this kid's good. Come on. Come on. We get him, get him a sponsor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. It's always a pleasure coming on. All right. Hey, thanks, Austin. Thanks See you soon. All right. Okay. We, you. We're going to take a break. But before we do, uh, I want to play something that came from the, uh, the, the MotoGP press oh, yeah. conference. Les Kaiser was in the press conference, and he asked a question of all the, all the writers, you know, from all over the yeah, world. Yeah. Uh, do we have that queued up? Yeah, let's hear that. Let's hear that. You guys wear black Stetsons well. i got to hear a great howdy y'all from each of you. <laughs> howdy y'all. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Howdy, ho. You were the low down rebel if there ever was, even if you had no As a rider, you know what you like the power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. 
sell is Austin's original craft brewery. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Talk 1370. Hey guys, this is Shay Holbrook, driver of the number 67 in the W Series, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Hey, by the way, I, I got to mention something that... A press conference. That was Valentino <laughs> Rossi. Rossi. Instead of saying, instead of saying howdy, y'all, he said howdy ho or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's been down to Collins. He should have that down. Now. Uh, you know, I, always, I said this earlier when we were just you and I on the break. I said, man, I think uh, Valentino Rossi seems like he could talk, speak English better. I think he does. I think he puts it on. For me, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> howdy ho! Howdy ho! What the heck? That's new. Uh, that music- howdy ho, y'all! <laughs> yeah. That, by the way, that was Imagine Dragons, who's going to be at Coder for Formula One. And by the way, that is the tickets for Formula One go on sale this week on Tuesday. Oh, great! Ten a.m. And by the way, of course, you, if you listen to Speed City, you know. Forever and ever and ever, we always give away lots of tickets to Formula One. So we're not going to give away tonight, but make sure you listen to all of our our shows. Our survey said. Including our pre- and post-Formula One shows. Go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, to find out where you can hear those. But we do live every single Formula One race. We do a pre-show, and then the race comes on, and then we do a post-show no matter what time of the night. Yes, last weekend we were up from midnight to 4 a.m. At least I was while you were in your bed, Jonathan, getting ready for MotoGP. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I was I was sleeping, man. When we walked I, I was out of here, <laughs> when, I'm looking at the producer, Casey. When we were when we walked out of here at 4.15 a.m. or whatever. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It, we were zombies walking out of here. There's one or two more this season like like that, but yeah, we do a pre and well, post. Six, yeah, 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 six a.m. Yeah. I think. Yeah, six a.m. We start this. Uh, well, I tell you what, do that. Let's get Josh Carr on. I love that answer he had about uh, Ricardo. I thought that was really, that really was, well. That put. was good. That's why I wanted to ask all these young drivers. You know, they follow all the motorsports better than we do. Probably. I got to. I got to talk to Formula One, and there's a good segue here. I got to tell you a story. So we've been talking to F4 and F3 drivers, right? Yeah. What would Vettel's worst nightmare be right about now? What do you mean? Besides the one he's living with, Charles Leclerc? Yeah, Charles Leclerc. Yeah, that, yeah. What if he had to do a, a second one? Guess who's just signed up as a junior driver for Sauber F1? Oh, no. Arthur Leclerc. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That German would be... F4. No, it, it, it is. It's a yeah. reality. Wake up. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, he's coming, and uh, he's already signed to Ferrari, i.e. Sauber. So two Leclercs. Two Leclercs, but it's a chocolate Leclerc. <laughs> one in each rearview mirror. Can you imagine? <laughs> Poor old Seb. He's uh, like, what? Why did you sign him? But hey, he's an, there's another one coming. Yeah, and obviously he's fast. He wouldn't be He wouldn't be signed. No, nah, it's really cool. Um, what about that, though? What about that story that's starting to emerge between those two? You know, we... Um, yeah. Uh, he's been robbed. There's been talk of the team orders. Um, well, this, last week... You uh, know, this Le- could be another undoing of Ferrari, and they've got another good car. Gosh, I know, yeah. You know, you hate to say it, but Mercedes... 
you know, already won the first three races. And you hate to say that, you know, it's, of course, mathematically, there's tons of season left. I don't want to get anybody breathless here, but, I mean, it's I mean, not a good start for Ferrari right now. To be fair, Mercedes, uh, we all too well, we know that they've said, hey, Botas, you know, pull over, Lewis is quicker, uh, whatever, in the past, especially in his first year. Uh, that, that Maybe that dynamic's changing. We've got a really, in, I, I tell you, the inter-team battles all across the field, yeah. Uh, are so good this year. But I think the four of them, the two Ferrari drivers and the two Mercedes one, we're going to be having a really interesting time. Yeah, I know. That's going to be, that's that's one of the best stories for sure in this season. You know, and I'm, I'm a little worried about my Haas F1 boys. Not, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're still they're still fast and they're looking good. But let me, remember, they had a little trouble last weekend um, yep. on Friday and and Saturday. And, and then in the race, they started off good, but... Um, Azerbaijan next. That could be a good one for them. It's part. Uh, it's part track. It's part um, long straight, but but really is absolutely around the streets. Um, yeah, Azerbaijan. Yeah, yep. it's it's. I, I it's what again. It's. But I, I said before China. You know, you, you really don't know what the prediction's going to be. But Azerbaijan's a, a weird one. Um, it's around the streets. Um, it's a tough That's one. The one with the castle. That's what back. it is with the really tight uh, uh, flip flop through there, and it's also, I think, isn't that where Vettel got a, got a, got got on uh, on Hamilton's case and oh, when he zipped him off, ran it, rammed into the ran side. Into was it, that yeah. Azerbaijan? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it was. I think yeah, you're I think right. It was, yeah, yeah, and that, that schedule is it's a pretty early morning Friday uh, practice. Ooh, 4 a.m. our time. Practice Ooh. one. And then oh. practice two, 8 a.m. though. Ah. We get to see that. What? I think I'm mowing the lawn that day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the qualifying, qualifying Saturday morning, 8 a.m. That's perfect. Oh, I'm all right for that. Yeah. And then the race, 7 a.m. on Sunday. No, I'll we'll, be there, man. Don't worry. I'm getting into this, yeah. this Formula One season. It's good. I'll be knocking on your door at 8 a.m. Saturday morning going, hey, let's, let's watch the qualifying together. Okay. And race, 7 a.m. And we'll be on the air at 6 a.m. Like we said, whew. And watch out for the W series coming. Yeah, no kidding. Stop it. <laughs> let's get let's let's Don't cheer these me. girls on. Hey, we got three North Americans. Uh Megan two Americans. Gilks, Shay Helbrook, and Sabre Cook. And I'm gonna talk to Sabre Cook. The only reason she wasn't on tonight was that it was she's in the UK. And I'm gonna speak to her this week. We'll get her on the show next week. All right. Well, check out our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We do a lot on there, and we have a great SoundCloud account. Not everything makes it to air. We put interviews up on SoundCloud, so check it out. All right, we're going to run. Talk to you next week. Happy trails. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.